Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1748 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs who are on fire seven days a week. Are you ready to turn your funnels on fire? I have a free step-by-step course created by me, JLD, awaiting you at FunnelOnFire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Derek Champagne. Derek, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. <laughs> Derek is the founder and CEO of The Artist Evolution, a full-service marketing agency building successful brands, marketing tools, and campaigns for startups to household brands. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Don't Buy a Duck, endorsed by Seth Godin. Derek, take a minute, fill in some gaps from the intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. You bet. Thank you so much. First of all, I'm a big fan of the show, yeah. JLD. I'm a dad, first of all, and a husband. I've got two wonderful, awesome little ones, six and eight years old. And I'm going to start with my early years. I've always been interested in music and business simultaneously since I can remember being alive. And uh, the, uh, my parents were part-time touring musicians in the 70s and early 80s. So at the ripe, mature age of three years old was my first time on stage uh, to sing with them. And I just fell in love with the ability and the opportunity to connect songs and music and a product and make an emotional connection. And I never lost that. So by the age of 12, I was already managing a band, my own band, my brother and I were in and my parents were driving us to shows. And, and we were already then trying to figure out how do we connect people? How do we book shows? How do we bring an audience? And uh, first business I had at 18 years old, I bought a franchise and built that up over a few years. And uh, I had an opportunity to move to Los Angeles and work in the music business there for several years. And I really enjoyed that time as well. Met my wife out there. I uh, got to play three or four nights a week on the Sunset Strip. We were in the house band at the Viper Room as well. So we got to uh, play some really cool shows. And then I settled down and back in Northwest Arkansas, where I'm from, got married, and I started this agency. Uh, we're celebrating 10 years, July 2017. 10 years. That is reason for celebration, Fire Nation. And Derek, through your journey thus far, you've done a lot. You've really had a diverse background and experience in life so far. But what would you say today? your area of expertise is? I've had the opportunity to review over a thousand brands in the last decade and from startups to household brands, multi-billion dollar brands. And we found in these audits and and when we're looking to to unstick a brand or how to get it in more traction, these five crisis points. And so we focus on fixing those five crisis points in marketing to make sure that there's always traction and that things are working properly uh, when, when a business is trying to launch a new campaign. So the five things that we found that need to be fixed, the first one is the, what we call the identity crisis, a brand's Bermuda Triangle. And you talk about this on your show often, but it's knowing who you are. You've got to start with identifying what, what you're going to be, how you want to be known. What's the framework for your business? What's going to be your unique value proposition? That's critical. And we often find that overlooked with businesses that have been, been around for years and are wondering why they're not gaining traction and they're spending good money after bad uh, trying to outspend not knowing who they are. The, the next thing is to understand who your, who your customer is. Who's your ideal customer? You talk about the avatar. Who, who are they? And, and really understanding more than just who they are, but under, go in their world. The obvious things are their age, their gender, their income, ethnicity, marital status. Go deeper. Education, stage of life, their hobbies, their geographical locations, their buying patterns, even their political affiliations. And then when you start to understand that, 
You know how to better communicate with them. You know how to make an emotional connection and share things that are relevant with your product, connecting and making an impact in their worlds. And that's often, again, overlooked, but it's one of the most critical first steps to take. And it's never too late. That's the good news, JLD. We've worked with companies that have been around for 50 years, and we go in and do an audit, and they're, they're big companies. And we go back to these basics and fix them. And when we fix these basic things, that's when we get great traction. So if you already have been in business for a while, that's great. But take a look at these things. And if you're new and you're a startup, that's great too. You can start right from the beginning. Uh, the next thing, the third thing is your marketing tools. So often we see campaigns, even even multi-million dollar campaigns, where they don't have the right tools, the right marketing tools, their website, their their email campaign. And instead of fixing those things to make them the most effective that they can, they dumb down their campaign to match their existing tools. Why wouldn't you fix those things in the beginning and get them right? That's how you're going to get traction. And so the next thing is to have a plan. I'm not surprised anymore, but it's still shocking to me how many businesses don't have a plan, even again, successful companies. And that's great to a point. But when you're looking to grow through the through a certain life cycle of your business and continue to be relevant and leave a legacy, you've got to have a plan in place so that you know what your direction is going to be and you know what your next steps are going to be. And then the last thing that we see in this these of these crisis points is consistent execution. Often, We'll do an audit and go in and someone will say, well, radio didn't work or uh, uh, SEO doesn't work. <laughs> really? Well, that's not enough. Why didn't it work? And when we dig in, well, oftentimes we find that it just wasn't done consistently. No, they didn't know who the number one was on it. Uh, my, my friend and mentor, Dr. Stephen Graves, he talks he's, in some of these strategy and implementation sessions. He always says, who's the number one on this? Know who is owning each activity in your campaign and make sure that they're held responsible for it. If you're a solopreneur, that's probably you on most of those items. Uh, we have a marketing course where we actually go through the exercises and say, here's everyone you need on your team. Here's why you need them. And let's, before we do anything else, after we've identified who we are, who your target customer is, uh, let's go ahead and sit down and identify who your team's going to be so that we can hold them accountable. Fire Nation, have a plan. Have a plan of action and then be ready to execute that plan. And, you know, I want to kind of maybe jump on specifically one of Derek's last points here, which I think is key is don't just write something off as not working. You know, I see this all the time in my business, specifically when, you know, a sponsor will come and they'll say to me, hey, John, like we we just want to try one sponsorship of, of EO Fire. And I'm like, well, no, like we don't allow that to happen because what's going to happen if you just get one sponsorship, one episode of EO Fire. Well, guess what? We have 30 episodes per month. We have 60 sponsorship slots per month. You know, so you want one of those 60 spots. And then what's going to happen? You know, you're going to have this one 45 to 60 second sponsorship blip on my show. And then you're going to just potentially write it off as not working because you might not be getting these massive results that you're looking for. But when the reality is these companies that have been with Entrepreneur on Fire for years and hundreds and some of them thousands and thousands of episodes literally have been the ones that have committed to 10 episodes a month, you know, 30 episodes a quarter, 100 episodes a year. Like they are consistently getting their message in front of EO Fire uh, listeners, in front of Fire Nation. Guess what? Now they know it works and they're seeing that ROI. So don't just write something off because you try something once, Fire Nation, it didn't work. It's probably your plan that's faulty. And again, going back to that's why we 
have a minimum 10 episodes if you're going to sponsor our show because we want to give you a chance to succeed because then we know that we'll succeed going long-term together because we all win. So don't write something off because it didn't work once. Know that your plan was probably faulty. Something didn't work. Test, test, test. Be consistent. Be persistent. Once you have real data, then you can make real decisions. Now, Derek, for you, you've had a long journey, my friend, and you've had some great times, but I want you to take us to your worst entrepreneurial moments to date. And Derek, really tell us that story. Mm, yeah, I've got a lot of scars because I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, but I'm going to share one that I've never shared before. And I've never shared it because it's embarrassing for me. Uh, but I'm good with talking about it now. And it's embarrassing for me because of how I responded to something. <clears throat> and, and not because of the situation, but I, but I, but I want to touch on it. And, you know, I had made a, I was in the music industry for many years and, and I had an opportunity to leave the industry and I'm, I'm those entrepreneurial wiring. I had an opportunity to do something and conquer the world and do something bigger and challenging. And I wanted to do it. So I took it and I had, through a transition and a buyout that happened, not in my favor, I ended up at a, at another company that I had never had an intention of working for. Here I was turning 30 had left Los Angeles and, and all of that world and was back in my hometown, which can be good. <laughs> in this case, wasn't my favorite thing at the time. And I've just, I didn't have my own personal why. So I, I might say that I kind of took a break from being an entrepreneur, if, if that's possible. And it was, it was an interesting and confusing point for me. I, I just got married. Again, it was my no personal why. And about that time, when I left, when I left Los Angeles, I left a music project that was near and dear to my heart. They were my, 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 my brothers in the trenches. I mean, that's, that's how bands are when you're together for that long. And I assumed with my healthy ego that whenever I left that the band would not continue and that, or they would follow me, right? <laughs> because who can move on without me? And not only did they, did they continue, uh, during this transition for me halfway across the country in the corporate world, uh, when I was questioning my decision to leave, the industry, the music industry, is when they, uh, when the band basically got a big endorsement from John Mayer, the John Mayer. Uh, he loved some songs. I had been a part of the early writing on those, and I, I watched the hits hit into the millions. I watched people all over YouTube start copying the songs. I watched Australian Idol pick up the song, uh, and it was just, uh, I should have been happy for them. And this is my embarrassing part: is I wasn't. And I, they're going to hear this episode and know this now. Uh, but, but I actually heard an explosion, heard a boom in my head mm. and I heard it and I don't know why. And I'm not proud of that. And, and I just would, didn't, I just realized that it was that fear of missing out came true. You know, that FOMO that we have and it, it keeps us from doing things. And, and so I said, no, that won't happen here. And it did. And I actually ended up going a couple different times to the, to the emergency room, having panic attacks and wondering if I was having a heart attack. And, and on my third visit, a doctor said to me, you, you're healthy. You, you need to make a, a you're going to have to make a job change. You're not doing, the doctor told me this, you are not where you need to be. And that's the only thing that's going to fix it unless you can learn to be happy with your situation. Uh, that's the bad part about it. That's the downside. The good side is out of that transition, uh, I learned a lot of things about myself to improve on. And I also started my agency <laughs> about six months later, which is 10 years now and the longest business I've had. But my big, my big thing I learned though was, was, uh, was to be okay with being a legacy entrepreneur, building something. And when it, when you move on, be happy that it continues to grow. It makes sense to me now, now that I'm older and wiser, uh, and be happy for what you help to build 
and be okay with moving on, but make sure you know what your personal why is. And I don't want to take anything away from the company where I was at. I learned so much. And I also learned that anywhere you are, even if you're in a transition point, do everything that you can while you're there to be the best employee, the best learner, ask the most questions, build up all the experience you can under your belt, because that's going to serve you well to recall later and be okay with where you are, but know, know where you're going and where that fits in your big picture. And what do you mean by legacy entrepreneur? By that, I mean, I want to build things now. And when I, when I leave, I want them to continue. I want to leave a legacy. Uh, I, I, want, I want the band to continue. When I, when I move on from my agency someday, I want it to continue. I want, I want the families to continue to, to be fed. I want, I want the employees to continue uh, to be there. I want them to grow. I want more opportunity to happen. And I want to be able to look back and go, I was part of that. And I'm here and where I am now, but I was a part of something special there. And I helped to build a legacy by building that and continuing on. Let's zero into these last 10 years that you've been doing what you do. You've been growing your marketing business. What's been one of those ideas that's been the reason and the result of you generating revenue, success? Like what is one of those aha moments that you had that you turned into success? This allowed your business to thrive for 10 years. Tell us that story, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of them, one of them is, is actually finding where, where our niche was going to be. We're, we're in a, we're in a noisy world. We're here in Walmart headquarters. There's a ton of agencies. In fact, the year after I started my business, 2007, remember the, re- the recession of 2008? Oh, yeah. Not only that, but Walmart laid off 400 marketing Dang. professionals. 400 in Northwest Arkansas. And so I was in over my head at that point. And we've got these big experienced corporate executives all starting consulting firms. And here I am, this musician upstart coming back to town and starting my agency. And, uh, and so, so I learned to, I learned what our niche was and it, and it wasn't this, it wasn't the fun, sexy work of, of, of all the fun, newest, shiny objects. Although we use those, we do use them. Uh, but it was it was us being the execution specialists. We found that if we were the execution specialists, and that was our focus, that we would stand out because a lot of other agencies didn't want to touch that work. Uh, one of the things I learned that helped me with that, though, was an earlier aha moment I had while still doing the music industry. And we were playing three or four nights on the Sunset Strip, and and uh, there was pay to play. I don't know if the listeners know, but the, the pay to play is these musicians come from all over the world, these big cities, and then they pay to play. So on a Friday night, you might pay $1,000 to play one of the hot clubs on, on, in Hollywood. And then you've got to sell your tickets to make your money. And this just seemed like a big problem. So what we did is we said there's got to be a better way. And we ended up, long story short, is co- uh, contracting with six hostels. We found that there was these international people that were coming from all over the world every day, and they wanted to see American bands. Yeah. So we started dropping tickets off there, and we got a small response, but not a big response. And so we, we went back and said, what can we do better? And they said, they want to come to your show, and they'll buy the ticket, but they have no way to get there. And they're not going to rent a car and drive around this crazy city, and they're not going to and, – and they're not going to rent a cab and pay $80 to get across town. So in the grassroots early days, we started by – my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time, was helping us pick up hostlers <laughs> and, and shipping them <laughs> to shows. Fast forward a few months later, JLD, and we had drivers that we were paying, and we were renting multiple 15-passenger vans and picking them up at the hostels, bussing them into our shows. And so whenever our, our band's names were up on the marquees, we had international fans lined up around the block on Sunset Boulevard 
whereas other bands might have 20 people that that were coming in and, and so we started to get a lot of traction that way where people saying how are you doing that my big aha moment there was to be solutions oriented and to learn how to meet your customers and your fans and your audience where they are don't meet them don't make them come to you don't meet them halfway meet them all the way and we applied that principle even to our agency now the last few years we, we were getting confused with some other digital agencies and we would go up against them for bids. We said, why are we going up against them for bids? They're selling a website. We're selling this bigger marketing management experience. And so in 2017, this year, we commoditized websites and video. And now our clients get them for free. That was a, that was a tough decision for us to do, but we said, hey, that's what they want. Our clients kept saying, we don't want to buy a website, but you need it. Yeah, but we don't want to do all this other work and, and with you guys and then also have to buy the site or also have to pay for the videos. If you think it's such an important tool, can you include it? And we did. And so doing that, it was a, it allowed us to uh, completely separate ourselves from the competition and really focus on what we do well and not have the distractions. Be solutions oriented, Fire Nation. I love that phrase. And you seem to get ahead of the curve. You need to just be thinking of the things that you're customers, that your clients, that your competitors, they're just not thinking of yet. You know, I, I, I love that quote by Henry Ford is that, you know, if I had built what everybody wanted, it would have been a faster horse. But no, he knew that there needed to be a car. So guess what? Derek knew that, hey, there's this huge population of people that are probably going to want to go see a show. But number one, they probably don't know about it. Number two, they don't know how to get there. They don't want to, you know, spend 80 bucks just to get there, which is more than the price of the ticket. So make it simple, you know, take away all these barriers, you know, make it that easy entry mode. And Derek, right now, today, what are you most fired up about? Two things. One, I'm most fired up that we've been in business for 10 years. I have an amazing shout out to my team, amazing, tireless team, amazing clients. But the next thing I'm excited about, it's, it's a proud professional moment, but also personal, is my wife and I, who, and she's a genius marketer, one of the best research and marketing people I've ever met, brilliant marketing mind. And her and I are, have this new course, this new online course where we teach our students how to not only build their brand, but also build their marketing campaigns, select their teams like a pro. And it's even a certificate program. So at the end, they, they graduate. It's a two-week program. And my wife and I are co-branding, co-teaching this together, champagnemarketingcourses.com. And it's one of the most proud things that I get to do is to see her shine uh, and get to be a part of sharing everything, every single thing we've learned about marketing over the last 20 plus years, but 10 years as an agency, we are putting in this course as a step-by-step guide for how to build your own plan and build your brand the right way. Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. If you're a landlord, then you know there are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to keeping your business running smoothly, like making sure your tenants have great credit, that they pay their bills on time, and of course, that they're going to pay you on time. Great news is there's a company that can help. Smart Move will help you find out what you don't know about your rental applicants, and right now you can save 25% off your next tenant screening. Smart Move is accessible from any of your mobile devices. They give you real reports, including credit reports and criminal backgrounds checks and they're all about fast results. Reports are delivered within minutes. If you own a rental property or know someone who does, try Smart Move so you don't find out the hard way that a prospective tenant is a risk. Visit tenantscreening.com, enter code FIRENATION, that's all one word, and get 25% off your next screening. That's tenantscreening.com, code FIRENATION, all one word. With Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, and great 
tenets. Derek, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Yes, I am. Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Focus and patience and focus on shiny objects instead of focusing on the most important things of building a sustainable business. What is the best advice you've ever received? Most timely advice in the last 10 years has been from my friend and mentor, Aaron Walker. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? My without fail mantra. Without fail, I tackle the important things to make sure that the big things happen and follow the 12-week year, get up early, and make sure that I, without fail, get all of my lists done each day. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Bomb Bomb Video is amazing. It's an email video program uh, that has, we have a 100% open rate from our leads and from our target customers. Whenever they see this video follow-up, they open it because they see me moving and talking in there and they can't help but clicking on it. So how does that exactly work within the inbox? Oh, it's so cool. You go into the program, but in the inbox, it actually shows up within the body of the email. So they do have to click out to hear you, but they 100% click out and you can see on your phone uh, when they've opened it, and then you can see when they've actually played it. And so they, they do have to actually open the email first to see your moving image? Yes, they have to open the email to see your moving image, nice. but it, it moves within the body of the email. If you could recommend one book to, of course, join Don't Buy a Duck on our bookshelves, what would it be and why? <laughs> it would be View from the Top by Aaron Walker. It's been a really powerful it, it's the, it fills in the missing piece for me as an entrepreneur of understanding the importance of significance and success. And without it, I feel like you're missing uh, all of the, you're missing the final puzzle piece of how, why it makes sense as an entrepreneur and having value and leaving a legacy. Derek, let's end today on fire, brother, with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. I want to encourage everyone to think strategically and not emotionally. Now be emotional in, in caring what you're doing and making emotional connection. But I, I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you think about that triangle, the bottom of the triangle is survival mode. It's physiological needs, your breathing, your food, your water, your shelter. And when you're acting from the bottom of the pyramid, you're not making the best decisions. You're making survival decisions. Whenever you're strategic, you act out of self-actualization. That's the top of the pyramid. That's morality, creativity, spontaneity, acceptance, experience, purpose, meaning, inner potential. I want to do business from the top of there. That's how you make better decisions. And that's great, but how do you do that? Uh, We have an acronym that I coined called PETMAG, and that's plan, execute, track, measure, adjust, and grow. And when we follow that acronym, when we follow those principles, we can be strategic instead of being emotional in our decisions when it relates, as it relates to marketing. Uh, you can contact me at uh, champagnemarketingcourses.com forward slash fire. And we have a, a 25% discount on our, our marketing courses. But I also have a, a free download. It's a, a quick guide to improving your communication and conversions with your target customers. You can also visit don'tbuyaduck.com if you want to look at my book or connect with me on LinkedIn, Derek Champagne. I love making new connections and hearing your success stories. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with DC and JLD today, so keep 
up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Derek in the search bar and his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, head directly to champagnemarketingcourses.com slash fire for that gift that uh, Derek's offering you. And don'tbuyaduck.com. Check that out, endorsed by Seth Godin. And Derek, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Derek today. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Don't find out the hard way that a prospective tenant is a risk. If you own a rental property or know someone who does, try Smart Move. Visit tenantscreening.com, enter code FIRENATION, that's all one word, and get 25% off your next screening. That's tenantscreening.com, code FIRENATION. With Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants.